0: To the, the joint podcast of 100% Dad interviews with dads and
1: your creativity podcast uh, interview creatives and you know just great people around everywhere. Cool, I mean, <laughs> I'm great, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so
0: we're in Salt Lake City. Is there a specific part of town that we're in right now?
1: It's called the Avenues. We're right by LDS Hospital. Okay. And um, Hatch Family Chocolates. Um, the owner of Hatch Family Chocolates, Steve, is my co-host. Got it. So. And he refused to join us today, because... <laughs> well, when, when I drove, <laughs> he, I, um, his house, he lives right next to where his old location of the shop was. Okay. And I saw his car over there. So Is that the
0: straw place? Yeah. It's now some straw, yeah. That's where my GPS took me first. And I'm like, well, this isn't it. Yeah, that's, that, that's an up, old yeah, version this. of the address. When he had the TV show,
1: The Little Chocolatiers, that's that's where the shop was. Was that like a local TV show, or...? Uh, it was on TLC. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, I didn't know that. Yeah, it was only on one season, but yeah. Huh. <laughs>
0: that's interesting, was that back in the days of like the cake boss and all that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's funny, I didn't, had no clue. <laughs> had absolutely no clue. We'll have to try it before we leave. Uh, so I guess, how do your podcasts normally work?
1: Um, I just find creative people either online or here locally.
0: Now when you say creative, you mean artists and?
1: Artists, performers, like musicians, comedians. I work for a comedy club, so I've got a connection. To, you know, a lot of local comedians. How many have you done? Uh, we are doing episode 100 um, pie next week with uh, uh, the co-host Steve, because he awesome. hasn't been on as a guest yet. Cool. And that's all local talent here in Salt Lake City. Um, no, or I've beyond. Uh, beyond. Okay. But it's m- mostly been local. But cool.
0: And I guess do you have an expectation with that podcast of somewhere you want to take it, or are you just enjoying it? Nope, I'm just
1: enjoying it. You know,
0: I wouldn't mind making money off of it, but... <laughs> sure, <who wouldn't? laughs> yeah, but... Do you introduce yourself? Name, occupation, what you do, how many kids yeah. you got, marriage, anything like that? Get the um, basics covered. Okay,
1: yeah, get that all covered. I'm Dylan Maziotti, a graphic de- designer here from Salt Lake. Um, like I said, I worked with uh, Comedy Club Wise Guys here in town. They're my main client and they work with different restaurants and other small businesses around town doing fr- freelance graphic design. And I've got a couple other part-time jobs that flow in and out, but um, th- those are just kind of fill-in-gaps type okay. of stuff. Yeah. Um, I've been married twice, uh, fathered twice. Uh, uh, the first marriage, we had a son. He uh, was premature and didn't survive. He was actually born here at LDS Hospital, right by where we are. Okay and then she left shortly after. Um, I, After that I developed a drinking problem and um, my, I met my second wife through my job and she kind of helped bring me out of that and then, you know, we're approaching 19 years of marriage. Oh wow, okay. Um, in October. Okay, and uh, any more kids after that? Uh, uh, yeah, we have one. Okay. I have one. We have one together, he's 13 and a half, so, so that's how, junior high. And of about I say, yeah. middle school, beginning yeah. high school,
0: somewhere around there? Okay. Uh, so one kid, 19 years marriage, uh, freelance, uh, graphic designer, plus the comedy club. What do you do with the comedy club? Uh, all
1: the posters and graphics okay. and everything. Okay, make all their stuff.
0: Yep. And is that like a stand-up club or is that like yeah. a
1: plays or things like that? Uh, stand-up. Okay. You know, we get major comedians like Kevin Smith, generally comes through every year uh, Craig Robinson, you know, okay. Whitney Cummings is scheduled in the coming weeks, so... I bet that's yeah.
0: fun. You know, I don't think I've ever been... No, I've been to one comedy club <laughs> in my whole life. <laughs> Which I one? Because we're in St. Augustine, Florida. I mean, we just have okay. a lot of that stuff. Yeah, so it was like, there's a restaurant that has like a little bar, and sometimes they do a comedy night. And uh, one of my friends who's, uh, out in L.A. now, he's trying to be a comic or an actor. Uh, like five years ago, he came back and he did a set. Uh, There at that club, and so I went and saw him perform. And they had a couple other local talents there, but um, certainly no other big names. But so I've never actually been, but I feel like that'd be a fun thing.
1: Yeah, there's open mic tonight if you want to really see some. Uh, where's it at? It's over at the Gateway Mall. We'll talk about that later, later, but yeah, it's it's down the street.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So you brought up your son, pretty easy. I don't know if you want to get into that at all because I mean, that's certainly a
1: yeah, ask away.
0: A, a, a painful subject for, you know, something everybody fears, and uh, and it seems like that might have done a number on the relationship with your wife as well, and, and obviously for yourself, you know, self-care and
1: just dealing with that. Yeah, I think um, it's a big part why she left, you know, because after it happened, she started to become more distant. Right. And then...
0: I mean, the loss of a child is... Yeah. I mean, I guess, uh, I'm not sure there could be anything more
1: heart-wrenching or just... Dis- Um, you know, me. I think losing if lost him older, I I think that's actually more traumatic. Like if I would lose my son now, you know, I'd I'd be devastated all over again. Well, sure, you know, because he's he's such a bright light to so many people. Like
0: now, uh, was that something that you guys knew was a possibility? Where they're like, um. Uh, markers in the in the pregnancy? Or no, were
1: th- th- things were going along great, He's you know, she was early. six months and then she, you know, went in, we lived in Taylorsville all the time, it's a suburb of Salt Lake, farther south, and um, I believe I was at work and she was having, you know, contractions or pains or something. Sorry, I just went my eye, one second. Sure. <laughs> and um, so she was able to get a friend to give her a ride over to um the hospital in Murray, and then you know I while they were doing that, she got a hold of me, so I started coming home and finding a way you know over there and by the time I got over there, they were moving her up here to l d Hospital because they needed to to ramp things up in the hospital there, just couldn't do it and like from that call, yeah,
0: I mean I just I feel like my heart would be sinking, I'd be just terrified, like, going yeah. home and getting the stuff and going to the hospital, or is it more like a calm scenario, because you just didn't expect anything it, to... It, it, was,
1: it was calm, because, you know, you know, around that point, you know, you start getting faults. Yeah. Faults. How far along was she? Six months. Okay. You know, so they're moving around quite a bit, and, yeah. you know, strange feelings might happen. So, initially, you know, we weren't terribly concerned, but then when, you know, they moved her up here. At, it's like oh yeah things are going to start serious. yeah.
0: And uh were they, I mean were they giving you any information or was it just in the dark? Um cuz I guess what that's 20 years ago.
1: I'm yeah, sure. I think they were pretty pretty straightforward it, you know I I don't remember a lot. It's yeah, been I, <laughs> A few
0: decades ago. A couple decades I'm ago. Sure, it was whirlwind to begin with. Yeah. Uh so he was born was
1: it just three, three a sort of time? Um, He lived about a day, so we, you know, okay. we visited him in the ICU. Okay.
0: Oh, that's, yeah. Like I said, heartbreaking. It's the only word I can think of it. I mean, that's that's obviously any fear, especially for the, you know, I guess especially might not be a good word, but for the first one, your first experience with it. Um, yeah. Did that like carry over for when you had your 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 son, your second child, of like that worry and that fear? Oh
1: yeah, I'm a helicopter dad, like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can see that. I mean, how could you not be? I mean, it's. Yeah, it's like. The, you know, one time he rolled off the bed and I was just like uh, so worried, but pretty he, chill. yeah, he, he's fine and you know, he's... The, he's kids are pretty
0: resilient. Yeah, they the are. things my yeah. kids have like fallen and done and, and the weird ways their body have bent and then they just pop right back up is, it kind of freaks you out a little bit. Yeah. They're, they're pretty bendable and <laughs> mendable. And,
1: <laughs> and then once you get older it's like, you know, you start, when you get out of bed, you snap, crackle and pop like oh your brushless. It's it's embarrassing. I hurt my.
0: I'm like just recovering now. I hurt my bicep opening a window at my house. Was opening a window, and it just like yeah, something like popped. This is the stupidest injury I've ever had. Uh, But yeah, kids are just gosh, they can do whatever they want. It's 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 amazing to me, Uh, and I try. So I purposely try not to be a helicopter dad, Uh, and I didn't have that growing up. I had a lot of freedom. Uh, You know, we were like always climbing in creeks and over trees and I was swinging on vines, and I broke my ankle that way. So I, I had a lot of broken bones as a kid. Um, but I remember that freedom and it's hard to give that freedom now. Kind of part because we're in a city where it doesn't have a lot of space. Yeah. And now there's so many stories of, you know, kidnappings and murder and molestations and you know, deaths, of freak deaths of like brown recluse bites and that's a spider in Florida. Uh, and just weird things like that that like Almost all parents now are more helicopter ish. Yeah, and you just don't have the freedoms that you probably had growing up and I had grown up So I'm trying to like purposely give that to my kids and just like, you know uh, I did, Put I did, my uh, eyes down and not look
1: I did eventually get to that point, but it, it, it took it took me a while I imagine because like even him playing in the front yard and me You know looking out the window and I look look away for a second I, I got worried sure. or you know or he's running around with um his grandparents just going somewhere right and you know even even those I was worried but I I try and put it out of my head yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the best I can
0: and just let it let it go um, so after right, so the marriage broke up probably mostly because of mostly that, because assuming. of that uh, are you guys faith-based you live here so I'm assuming you're LDS but maybe.
1: I, I grew up I grew up LDS I'm not anymore at that time I was technically still a member but we we weren't active okay
0: because uh, I was going to ask how much your faith carried you through that
1: moment. Um. Well, probably the faith I did have at that time did did help, but it. You so know, I guess
0: that could go two ways. I would think. Yeah. Whereas, like, you get deeper rooted into it for comfort, or you kind of spurn it and say, you know, essentially, God, how could you do this to
1: me? Uh, um. Uh, you know, for me um you know faith is more personal not you know denominational so you know i i know there there's probably something after and it does you know give me comfort that things will eventually be you know shown to me of how things actually are but just my the way I I live my life church you know going somewhere for two or three hours you know once a week seems like and (laughs) and Mormons have super long services (laughs) well they did go from three to two so recently yeah like about a year or so ago but um, yeah it just it didn't seem like a good use of my time and you know after you go you know a couple decades you know they keep on just repeating the stuff it's 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 yeah so, I, I didn't think I was benefiting from it. And then, you know, since there's, you know, different issues that they've had that I haven't agreed with. And, okay. And that's what ultimately led me to leave. Curious. What are some of those? Oh, just, uh... you know, against the uh, LBGTQ plus okay. community. Because I've
0: noticed around here, and so, band wise, Imagine Dragons was my favorite band, it's 21 Pilots is. And obviously, Imagine Dragons is like leading the LDS push to. uh... I don't know exactly what they're accepting the gay community. Yeah, be
1: more inclusive. I something and accepting, more yeah.
0: Within the church, because um, I think they accept them. They just don't let them get. I said, they, I, I don't know. I'm not LDS, so I'm not fully involved in what it is. But uh, well, what, so, so I'm aware of that, and I see a ton of the the gay pride flags around. Oh
1: yeah, Salt Lake has a very strong right gay community, and our you know we didn't have the pride parade this year because of the pandemic. The pride parade is is nuts. Is it? Yeah probably the closest I could compare it to is probably M- Mardi Gras. Okay. You know, less drunkenness but just kind of the you know, the energy and Good. amount so, of people. So le-
0: so after your marriage kinda went down, um, your son passed, uh you started drinking at that point. Yeah. Is that something did you get did you because Mormons usually don't. Um, um is that something you had ever before that I you know, I did a little bit. It was okay. it was a
1: little more, you know, just kind of socially okay, but this you know it after work, I would like get a 40 after work and <laughs> Some nights I'd go through a whole pack of cigarettes because I was so, so Is it Stress management I'm assuming or just kind of drown yourself. Yeah And I you know it was in my 20s so you know there's lots of other 20 year olds around so we just kind of yeah. having fun too so uh so you met your wife shortly afterwards? Yeah, we both worked at Zuka Juice, which is um what was here before Jumba Juice, uh bought them knew each other just under a year then we got engaged. We're engaged exactly for a year. Um I proposed to her at Hard Rock Cafe when it was here in town, which eventually became a wise guys. Okay. Um it's not a wise guys anymore. Um, but yeah, for a while there, it was Wise Guys and it was, it was not fun going there. It's like, I proposed to her right over there, <laughs> I would tell people occasionally. Um, and then, yeah, not, almost so, 19 years later. So how
0: long were you married before you had kids? If I'm doing math, about five years, four or five about years? About five years, yeah. Okay. Uh, was that something, uh, I guess, were you nervous about having kids after that or was that something to discuss or you were willing to, wanted to get it going or I guess what was your mindset there? Um, After losing your first child. Yeah,
1: I. Uh, at that point, I you know I did want kids that we didn't necessarily plan him at that point. Uh, you know. At the five-year mark. Yeah. No discussions at all. Just happened. And, uh, um, not that I can recall. I like that's something yeah.
0: To <laughs> talk about like, oh, do we want kids one day?
1: Maybe. <laughs> I, I think we were just enjoying being you know with yeah. each other and then that happened. I do think
0: that's really beneficial for a marriage of having, and obviously not everyone can do it or does do it, of having that few years to like get to know each other, yeah. live with each other, and get used to each other's quirks and you know those things you thought you were cute at one point that no longer are and irritate you and like go through those phases before <laughs> before throwing a baby into the mix the baby just turns everything <laughs> upside down
1: and, and... And I'm no longer cute to either one of them, my wife or my son. Yeah. <laughs> Uh,
0: so you had five years, had a kid. Uh, how'd you enjoy that whole the infants and toddler stages? What was your what were your favorite parts, least favorite parts?
1: It, it was fun. He, you know, he didn't cry tons, and you know he, he's always been well mannered. Um, yeah, the only problems really started when he got a phone, and you know, yeah. his his listening and paying attention tend to slip but he's he's a hard worker with his schoolwork. He's taking some summer classes. Do you like really easy like infant and toddler stages? Yeah, he oh, nice. he didn't cry tons and I'm gonna hate
0: you for that. <laughs> Our kids were terrible.
1: He's always very, he's been very curious about everything. You know, we're very straightforward when we talk to him he, if he has a question about you know, puberty and you know, even just you know, regular oh, yeah. things in the world. 13, have you had that talk yet? Well, In his last year of elementary, they had the talk. Really? Yeah.
0: In fifth grade.
1: Yeah. uh, Oh, you know, I guess mine was fifth
0: grade too. Yeah.
1: And uh, the strangest thing the guy said—it was kind of an older guy running it—he called the scrotum a smart sack of muscle. That I think that's the biggest thing we all took away from it. And then um, his health class that he's taking online right now—it was very just. It was almost like an abstinence type. Lesson mm-hmm. like, here's some basics. Uh, but if you're gonna do anything, you're gonna get an STD, yeah. <laughs> mm. So it's like it was quite a difference. But you know, if he has questions about anything, we'll tell him. And Okay,
0: so now is that something you got? Are you gonna
1: do you push for the whole wait for marriage thing, or you just, yeah? But if it, it happens outside of that, we're not gonna, you we'll know, just yeah,
0: tell him he's not your kid anymore, yeah.
1: It's like it's <laughs> probably a wise move. <laughs> Okay. Um, I prefer to stay on track, but if you go off a little bit, it, it it's not the end of the world. Right, right. Yeah.
0: Do you have talks, because in middle school, So I guess you've had, have you had talks about drugs and things like that? Uh, not really. You is know? It, is Utah like a really cl- clean state when it kind of
1: comes to that, or this city? Because
0: um, I was getting offered drugs in middle school in Florida. I was
1: like, I didn't even know they were. No, a lot of people here smoke weed, you okay. know? Uh, my Mormon friends, you know, I don't know about them exactly. wouldn't surprise me if some of them did, but along a lot of my friends. What's well, legal to, right
0: across the state line? I don't know how yeah. far you guys are from Colorado.
1: Yeah, Colorado's that way quite a bit. Uh, Wyoming's not legal. Idaho's not legal. Nevada's le- legal. Oh, that's right. And, you know, Wendover's like three three hours away. I don't even know where Wendover is. Uh, just go directly east and Nevada? you'll hit Wendover, yeah. Okay
0: you guys are surrounded by it. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> okay. Um, and we got, you know, we got the gay marriage kind of before everything, so the weed is just taking a little bit longer. Yeah.
0: Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah.
1: We got it just before it went nationwide.
0: Okay. Well, good for them. Yeah. Being ahead on something. <laughs> so what are they pushing for now? For... I guess, you know, the gay rights. Like which rights are they, uh, is being
1: denied, or is that just within the church? That's that's just within the church, yeah.
0: Is it that they can't go into the temple?
1: Yeah, they can't get married in the temple. Yeah, yeah, they can't have temple recommend and all that. Okay. Uh, And the biggest. They
0: still like go to church.
1: Yeah, uh, you know, and depending on the ward, they might be, you know, dismissive of it. Okay. You know. Because I hear about gays that are still going to church, and you know, right. As usual, and you know, their wards are. You know, okay with it. And okay. But in general, they don't. I think the issue I had is when they came out with a statement that um, if you're a gay couple and you, your kid, you know, your kid can't ha- have, like, can't be baptized and stuff like that, that's, you know, that's punishing the kid. If the kid wants to get baptized and go through all that, that's the kid's choice, not. Oh. The, okay, that so has nothing to do with the parent. Yeah, the child's baptism. Yeah, and things like that. I might be, you know, just, off yeah. of on things, but I think that's the gist of it, where they've restricted the kid because of the parents were. Got it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I, I, I can see yeah, that. would bug me, too. <laughs> um, gosh, you know, I'm Catholic. I don't even know what our church's stance is. Anymore. <laughs> <laughs> just, I'm not that... In, I mean, we, we, we were the family that went to church every Sunday then, you know, after our second kid it became, uh, we just kind of decided like we were having to fight, our, our mornings, our Sunday mornings were becoming so stressful because we were trying to get the kids ready and fed and out the door on time and into the church on time and then trying to keep them quiet for a certain amount of time and you know, yeah. abide by the rules and, uh, you know, the, the day that's supposed to be for your family and kind of relaxing and peaceful and, um, you know, and, and meant for rest and God. Was not it was yelling and, and yeah, arguing something was supposed and, to bring you and fighting. Peace is
1: five hours of mess. Yeah. And so with, <laughs> we, we
0: and so that's where we kind of started making our Sundays about the family and, and kind of yeah, you know, we could wake up, we could have breakfast, more enjoyable, go out and do something as a family, go to a park, go for a walk, go for a bike ride, and you know Sundays became a lot more pleasant. We still go to church every once in a while. Uh, we go to the Episcopal church. Um, that's like an offshoot of the Catholics. Um, it's like Catholic light. A little bit. They're a little less uh, stringent. The pastor, the, uh, the priest can be married. Um, uh, they accept, i uh, very certain they accept gay marriage. I'm not sure if you can get married in the church, but we had a lot of gay couples at our um, Episcopal church. Uh, I think their big thing was you know, you still love the people, but maybe not the action. Yeah. But that's at least what it was like five, eight years ago.
1: I think that's what um, part the, the LDS churches is to cover up you know it's after that it's like you know we're it's against the action not you know right but the initial statement was just worded so poorly. yeah <laughs> yeah um
0: oh and the kids i mean the decades before that it was almost like more hateful towards that group yeah and you know send them to a camp and change them and things like that uh, or it was a demon inside of you you need to, f- to flush out you know those kind of things uh I'm assuming I was very young, or not even alive, back in the you know '70s and '80s and early '90s. So, um. there's
1: a documentary called um, What is it called? Well, Dan Reynolds from Imagine Dragons. It was an HBO documentary. He did oh yeah, I think I saw that. Believer. Believer, yeah. Yeah,
0: where he did the concert and all. Yeah, Imagine Dragons related. Of course, we saw it. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so yeah, that that documentary cover you know covers some of that stuff better than I've been speaking about. All
0: right. Oh, cool. Uh, so your kid's 13, so you're getting into those, uh, well awkwardly, you know, we just talked about drugs and, and sex and all that, uh, seems like the school's done a lot of that, covering the basis of it, and then you just kind of, what, let them know that if you have any more questions,
1: talk yeah. to me, and has, yeah. it,
0: has he come to you at all?
1: Um, no. Most of his friends are girls, but it's more like you know friends. He there's he has no romantic interests or anything, right? That you know that it's I know still of. Still young. Yeah, though. but you know, but we're, you know, someday it might happen. You know, I still <laughs> I
0: still haven't had to talk with my parents. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think they tried a couple times, and I just brushed <laughs> it off like, oh, no, 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 fine. I know, I know. Leave me alone. Yeah. <laughs> so I was just. I'm, I
1: think I got it. For <laughs> how many kids do you have? Three, four. I have three. Three. Yeah. So yeah. And I've got t- I've got
0: time. My oldest is, oh shoot, how old is my oldest? Nine going on ten soon, because uh, that comes after nine. Um, I feel like I might have to talk to him because he's starting to like notice things in movies and ask questions and I'm like man, I might have to have a talk with him about biology. Yeah, And then one of my last podcasts um, kind of changed my perspective on it a little bit because I just never thought about it. He grew up on a farm, like a 2,500-acre farm, and, uh, you know, they had cattle and all sorts of animals. And um, So I was asking him, like, how his parents approached because he was one of 10 kids. I'm like, how did, like, did you guys approach and, you know, the older kids know but the younger kids don't, that kind of stuff. And he said, we grew up on a farm. Like, you just know about it. Like from a young age, because you see it in the field happening all the time, like the biological aspect of it. Yeah. Of, you know, how does sex work and where do babies come from and how, you know, what does a birth look like? Like, that was just part of life. Like, you just saw it all the time. And um... for some reason, even at my age, what, my 33, I had never thought about that before. <laughs> of like generations before, it's where everyone grew up on a farm. You just, yeah. you kind of knew the biology of it and like where babies come from, where I've almost been like afraid to. Have that talk and discussion with my kid because I yeah. didn't like bring it to him too early. And um, I don't know it just kind of it, it changed my pers- uh, perspective on it a little bit because I never thought about it. Yeah. And where they just perceived it as natural and that's how it happens. And then you have to have the, you know, save it for a relationship and love and, and a commitment to a person, you know, if, if you feel that way. Uh, but anyway, so it, that was a new perspective for me
1: looked during both births. One was C-section. If you, if your wife's having a C-section, do not look. <laughs>
0: I, caught, I caught the reflection, because um, you know those rooms are so sterile. Yeah. And so it was either stainless steel or glass, and I looked left, because they kind of put up a yeah. curtain. And I just saw
1: them, yeah. And then the other one. The other one wasn't as bad. It was still kind of freaky, but you know, just looking up there and seeing a head of hair yeah. in the middle of all that, it was... So I don't I don't think I'll be looking next, you know, if there is a next time. How <laughs> about starting to do, like, are you encouraging, like, any sports or extracurricular activities or art, anything like that? Um, he he loves to draw and he's, like, he's a mini-me, you know, oh, okay. so he's, like, interested in, you know, geek stuff, like, okay. all the TV shows, and, and he draws all the time and loves video games, you know, so he's into all that. Uh, sports, he did when he was younger, I think he just kind of, you know, kind of grew Got out of it, that. yeah. He did swimming and baseball and soccer, and just, I think he just, at some at some point in the season, he just didn't want to go anymore, so I, I think he just kind of.
0: Cool. Uh, what do you guys do together? Like, how do you guys, like, you and your son
1: spend time together? I try to get him to watch TV shows with me. Sometimes we'll just sit around and talk about geeky stuff, but, like, sit and spend time together, you know, I like to share shows that we like together with them and... What kind of shows are they? You know, like Doctor Who and, you know, Marvel movies and, okay, you know, things like that. Like my wife barely goes to movies with us, but we'll go to the Pixar's, she'll go to the Pixar's sometimes, but, you know, it's the Marvel's, the Pixar's, the Star Wars, you know, the big ones like that is what we go to theater for and that's what we usually go to together. Cool. Um, you know at comic-con when they have it we we do that together
0: see comic-con sounds fun I've never been to one this seems like it'd be a lot of fun
1: the the one here is really cool you know it it's scheduled to happen September but they just sent out an email that it likely won't happen yeah
0: <laughs> it's amazing how long this COVID crap has gone on yeah I'm so over it <laughs> I wish it would just end yeah we really thought it'd be done <laughs> by that's why we started our tour we're like just been, probably only got a month. We're going to be in remote areas of the country. We got a month or two, and we're going to be good. Yeah. And here we are. Nope. This, we we assumed by summer it'll be wide open. Everything will be back to normal. It's starting to aggravate me.
1: Looking back, we should have had masks. Like. No. Yeah. yeah. Quarantine. Yeah. But when you go out, masks. You know, masks always should have been more of the forefront. From from then. But. Yeah the whole thing is just Yeah. It's now. a mess and it's <laughs> it's destroying businesses and oh, gosh, yeah.
0: It's it's um we we were fortunate in the fact that we we sold in November of twenty nineteen and so the verifications ended March twelfth. So there's I think it was four months of verifications. And so like March twelfth was the final date that we compiled data. And then March fifteenth, three days later, the state shut down. I was like, jeez. That was either the most genius move I've ever made yeah. or just the pure luckiest move I've ever made. Yeah, that's, gosh. wow, that's. Yeah. That was a, it was a little scary around the few weeks yeah. before that or we a little nerve-wracking because uh, that's when everything was starting to kind of hit harder.
1: uh um, wife's seven years younger than me, so I'll talk about stuff like that shows from my, my childhood. Mm-hmm. And she'll be like, I was two. Yeah. I was three. It's like, oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> so well, yeah, I it gives know. you something to talk about. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's like uh,
0: our greatest fear. We were just talking about this the other day, because we, we almost had a conversation without talking. I forget what it was, but like she had said something, and then I could see in her eyes she knew how I was going to respond, so I purposely didn't say it. And like we had a whole... <laughs> like, we're almost telepathic conversations, just with our eyes, of what we know, how we're going to respond, and what the reactions are going to be. And we're like, "Oh man, we're only thirteen years into this. Like, what's going to happen twenty, thirty, forty, fifty years in? Like, we're just not even going to talk anymore. It's just all going to be in our eyes." Uh, yeah. It's, well, uh, my- <laughs> like your favorite moments or things you just really concreted in or concreted into your mind.
1: He's always been funny, even when he was younger. Just. Just one-liners, like these little quippy one-liners. He would, even even from a little kid, and he he does now. He's probably the funniest person in our family. And my brother tried to make a comedian for a while. <laughs> and my brother, my son's still the funniest in the family. Uh, you know, so. And he, even back then, he always found the good in people. Like he saw you know, he sees somebody struggling, and he would ask, you know. What's going on with them? So he's just always been compassionate and, and funny.
0: You gotta give props to the parents on that for raising a kid that's compassionate and
1: kind. And, yeah, you know, sees the world from that angle. Just, just be be thoughtful of people. Right. Yeah. And I think that's we're I think we're missing a lot of that in you know in the world. Yeah, there's there's quite a bit. It's
0: a it's interesting. There's a lot of uh, not ignorance. Uh, there's a bunch of that too, yeah. but like how we just walk by and like even more now with COVID, like everyone just kind of ignores each other and stays far away from each other, like doesn't interact, and it's almost um, I don't know, devoid of humanity, robotic, or it's it's bizarre just walking around stores and and places and everyone's just avoid eye contact and don't talk and say as far away from each yeah. other as possible. It's you know a lot of that's obviously rooted in fear right now, but it's it's. It's almost surreal sometimes, though, to walk around.
1: Yeah, because b- before it hit, I I was doing really well with my business, and I was, you know, podcasting all the time, see, you know, seeing and meeting new people all the time, and um, in person. And you go to the comedy club, see all a bunch of friends, give hugs, you know, and when all that stopped, and just, it was just bizarre. Just everybody's a lot more distant, even, The ones you talk to all the time, you know, when you see them in person now, it's like it's still standoffish. It's I miss the old world. (laughs) The before times is what I call it. (laughs) Right.
0: Uh, What do you think is going to happen now? Do you think it's eventually everyone's going to just it'll dissolve and go away. We'll get back to normal. Or Do you think this is like every time there's a sickness. This is how we're going to react now. Um, Or is there like a third way you think it's going to go? Do you think masks and social distancing are here to stay for the next forty years?
1: I I definitely think it'll be part of part of life. I don't think it will be this necessary all the time. You know, like you know, in the Asian countries, you know, they you have the masks all the time. Yeah. Yeah. You know? So, uh, you know, I think things will be more that that way. But I, I don't see this lasting a long time. At least that's my hope, but.
0: Well, you already heard my prediction. That was like a month ago. This is yeah. gonna be over.
1: Yeah, I think we still have a few months. Yeah. Like going back to school, the that, that conversation that's being had right now. It's like, kids, going back. I I don't know how I feel about that. You know, every day, they're gonna try to space them out. It's like. They're uh, be able to. No.
0: They're gonna they're gonna interact.
1: Yeah. And my job at work, they haven't announced what they're gonna do with. Because uh, regularly, um, when they come in to test, it's the online students that have to come in to be proctored at certain tests. Right now, they do those tests at home. We're doing my department's doing certifications, you know, like pesticide and, and nail technicians and stuff like that, where it's you know they come in and they're they're done, you know, and and we're being careful with wiping everything down and staying safe that way. But going back to that old way, where you know we're getting the hundreds. Of people coming in over you know the semester for those tests, mm-hmm. you know, I don't see that happening anytime soon. Have you guys uh because what you're five years away from it. Have you guys
0: started making any plans towards that? Or have you just told him he's on his own? <laughs> <laughs> that's a viable option. yeah, I genuinely believe that's a viable option,
1: yeah, yeah, I don't know we she's probably thought about it a lot um, okay, we haven't talked about it much. But, uh, I'm not insured. He's insured through her work, but I'm not insured at all. What do you mean insured? Health insurance? Health insurance, okay. yeah. So hopefully nothing happens to me. That
0: would be nice. Yeah. <laughs> I will say, so we, I've never worked for a big company. I've always worked for myself. So we've always had to kind of, you know, self-insure. Uh, so we've always had, back before Obamacare, we had catastrophic insurance. So basically, we if I went to the doctor, I had to pay for the doctor we had surgery, I had to pay for the surgery. But if like a big event happened, I got in a car accident, cancer, something like that, we'd have to pay like the first, you know, they're called high deductible plans. So yeah, it's probably five or $10,000. dollars You would have to pay the first five or $10,000 and then after that recovered. So if we had a million dollar event, we'd pay 5000 or 10000 whatever the deductible was. Oh. Uh, but most people don't have that. I like yeah. never did. You know, we maybe spent a few hundred or maybe at most 1000 or $2,000 at the doctor. Um, with the exception of having kids, that would cost about $5,000 a pop. Um, And so I've I've never had the benefit of health insurance or anybody in our family, even to this day, we're on, uh, it's called Christian Healthcare Ministries. So it's like almost a co-op of people pay in and then you get sick and they pay your bills. Yeah. they get discounted rates and things like that. But um, it's high deductible, still the same. uh, To the first 10,000, I I think for us, it's first $10,000 we're responsible for. So if you go to the doctor, you got to pay for.
1: it. that's how I've been my entire life. <laughs> so. Yeah, I, 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 I rarely go. The life. few times we've gone, you know, we've had to to pay, but they've been like Instacare yeah. trips to. Now, which is, I think, a good option. Yeah.
0: Sometimes Instacare is the way to go.
1: We don't have Instacare in Florida, but I know what you're saying. These little uh, clinics. But if I were to get on her insurance, you know, half of what I made a month would be paying that. It's.
0: That's why we don't do it. It would cost yeah. us. Um. I think when, when, so when Obamacare switched over, we had catastrophic plans and it was like a few hundred a month. Um, for our family of five, I think it was going to be, I think it was 18 or 1900 a month. Um, and so that's like over 20 grand a year. So then we're like, the high deductible plan, like our worst case scenario was like 10 grand. Yeah. Now, like our minimum scenario is 20 grand. <laughs> like, this, we're better off without it and paying the penalty, which is yeah. what we ended up doing. Um, a couple of years then they got rid of the penalty uh, and then we found that Christian Healthcare Ministries and we've been doing that and we just uh, I've enjoyed it that way you know we don't we're healthy so we can um, we don't go a lot you know we take the kids to the pediatrician when they need to go for their shots and checkups or whatnot yeah um, you know I did have to pay for three births um, but that you know was easily negotiated the hospital doctors and hospitals and surgeons they like when you pay up ahead and then, yeah. <laughs> you know, with money. Because then they don't have to fight insurance because they hate, they have to quadruple charge insurance, they have to fight with them for months and then they finally get paid and it's it's the, the stupidest system you've ever imagined a medical billing.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, But they like it, having the money up front so much that they give you like insanely good rates. So, I mean, we've, I wish I could pull up an example, I know the, the, having the, Kids, we went and we we're kind of talking costs and payment plan to things like that. And I think we ended up getting half of like payment plan costs uh, if we just paid up front. And so that's what we ended up doing with all of our kids. It was just wow, the healthcare system is mind boggling, yeah, just because of how over complicated and stupid insurance is.
1: So
0: <laughs> that's my two cents for what it is. Uh, so I actually prefer just almost not having health insurance, we have it to cover big events, car accidents, cancer you know, things that would cost a ton of money. Yeah. Um, but for getting a shot from the doctor and just getting checkups and things like that, just
1: it's like you won't, for it yourself. Yeah, we'll, we'll take care of it. Yeah, I mean,
0: it's just, and it's worked out well for us. And I know obviously some people are chronically ill, and that's not the scenario, but. Yeah, yeah. But even if we had been, you know, our deductible is 10000 Like, that would have been an equivalent of about 800 a month for the family. Yeah. We still would have been better off in that path. They might have kicked us off eventually. <laughs> but, I got to turn my hat around the sun's peeking over that tree.
1: Um, that was our health care segment. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> I go off on tangents like nobody else. No, yeah. That's I, why delete was invented. <laughs> um, uh, do you have
0: life insurance? No. Oh, you got to get life insurance. That's cheap. Assuming you're healthy. Because if, gen- like, if you're genuinely worried, that's just one thing I think every dad should get. Life insurance and a will are like the two big... Because then if you die, you've taken care of your family. And, you know, we don't always plan when we're going to die. Well,
1: I think I'm more more alive than dead, so... Well, that's because you don't have insurance. Yeah. (laughs) Then you
0: you don't want to get too much insurance because then you'll be (laughs) looking over your shoulder making sure your family doesn't murder you (laughs) just so they can have the payout. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, No, we're all worth more alive than we are dead. Uh, You know, in in practicality. But in the event, you know, some madman comes over here and shoots up this park and takes both of us out. We didn't plan it. Couldn't hide from it. Couldn't run from it. Nothing we could do. And uh, at least there's a stream of income to support the family. And um, it's stupid cheap. I mean, I think because I, wait, what, I think I have like a million dollars in coverage, like 400 a month, or not 400 a month, 400 a year.
1: Look, okay, I, I think I had something. I think it was a four, 401k situation, and life insurance was part of it. Built into and, it. Yeah, and the 401k just I paid into it like for 15 years and it really didn't do anything and you i have think it with we company? yeah i can't remember it might have been ing you know 10 or 15 years ago okay and it ju- it just didn't add up so we canceled they it and have out yeah
0: you pull out the cash I'm assuming. Yeah. now it's a 401k so you how long ago did you do this recent or far
1: far it was okay probably close to 10 10 okay, to 15 yeah. years I ago you can do about it now. but
0: Because pulling out of retirement, they'll penalize you if you pull it out too early, unless you put it in retirement somewhere else, like
1: you roll it to a different retirement Yeah, it it wasn't a lot, and it wasn't adding up. So it's like, you know, we can use this money now. Yeah. It's still good to invest for retirement. Yeah.
0: I will give you that. (laughs) Now, so a lot of 401ks, like, especially when they are with companies, they only give you certain options you can invest in to where if you can do it outside of those restrictions, you can find just a lot better investments out there. And that way, when you look back on it, it's actually growing. Because, yeah, it sucks when you look at them and they're, like, growing 1%, 2%, 3%, like, barely keeping up with inflation. Yeah. Uh, but when you can see them growing, like, at 8%, 10 12 15%, it's a whole lot nicer. <laughs> it's a whole lot nicer. Because um, it would be nice to have money when you retire. Yeah. My opinion. Not everyone feels that way.
1: No, I, I agree. <laughs> um, so once things normalize, I'll look into it. Yeah. Yeah,
0: right. <laughs> Uh, life insurance I do I do think it's big. So I that's something I think every dad really needs to have. because um, it is cheap. Provided you're healthy. I yeah. You think you're healthy. Do you um do you get a will? Do you have a will? No. Thing, <laughs> you're killing me over
1: here. Most of the most of the stuff is in I think both of our names. Mhm. So It still has to yeah. go through
0: probate. So and that's where something you can just like it's a one page, twenty dollar form you can do. And then that way it just doesn't have to go through court systems as yeah. in depth. Um, because that's where the problem's like. It goes to probate court and then you know, it just has to go through that bureaucracy and red tape that is super irritating to deal with. And when you have the will and it's notarized and, and right, even if it's a one page, two page document, it just it flies through and your wife, your surviving yeah. spouse doesn't have to
1: deal with it. You get it all, honey, basically. And that's yeah. so yes. literally all it says.
0: <laughs> I mean, I die, she gets it. If we both die at the same time then this is what will happen. You know, everything yeah. goes into a. We'll create a trust for our kid, and he can access it when he's 18 or 20 or 30 or whatever. Um, um, then you know, you just establish a manager for it. Uh, so they're super simple and super cheap. Uh, we had, for some reason, in Saint Augustine, we had like five, four or five, like spouses of really young people, like in their 30s, die, like in the last year and um, one of them was a dad. They had three kids, a wife, and they had everything, mixed names, and he did a lot of the finances there. Um, but it just became such a nightmare. Uh, and I gotta have her on the show one day to talk about it. But just that whole probate situation became such a nightmare. Just getting everything into her name yeah. um, because he didn't have a will in place. Um, he also didn't have life insurance in place, and it just, it made everything so much more difficult. He had, he was in his 30s, no intention of dying. Um, it just Woke up one or went to sleep one day, and just never woke up. I'm not even sure what the cause of death was. I don't know if it was a stroke, heart attack, or something bizarre. Wow. Um, uh, but yeah, they just it kind of became a scenario where uh, the spouse is super sad that they lost their spouse, and then a few weeks later, you know, they're from the bury and figure everything out, and the probate's becoming such a problem, and just accessing things is becoming such a problem that you start to almost get pissed at your spouse and, and resent them because they left you in this mess, where it could have been just a much smoother, cleaner process, and it could have just been a sad time instead of a frustrating and bad time. time. And it just, it it doesn't take a lot of time or a lot of money. Um, And it's just something you kind of do just because you love them, and and it makes it easier for them if the worst thing happened. so I push for that hard. I don't know if you can. Okay. Tell. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Did I get more authentic in that? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I just. Yeah, definitely something to think about. Thank you. Of us, uh, obviously, none of us want to die or intend to. Um, I certainly don't want to. Um, but yeah, I just, I also don't want to leave them in that situation if that were to happen. Like, is called something you guys want him to go do, or do you not care as much about it? Um, um
1: he he wants to like be you know a veterinarian or like a zoo. Okay. You know, kind of a, you know, something with animals. He's interested in that. So I think that's a road he might go to. Well, bets have to go to school. Yeah.
0: I believe that's mandated.
1: You know, so when he gets, you know, he's struggling and frustrated with school, it's like, but if you want to do this, this is things, you you know, you need to know well.
0: Did you go to college?
1: Yeah, I got uh, two associate degrees, one in web design, one in graphic design. Okay. So more practical degrees for what you're in. But, but looking back, I could have self-taught and been just as good a shape. I was about to ask that. Oh. Yeah. With graphic design. Because I went to know. school and I feel like it was stupid. Like, I just yeah. didn't
0: learn Like, I learned so much more in my first year, like, in the business world than I did in college at all. Like, and it was stupid expensive. <laughs> I, I just, I kind of wish it hadn't, uh, I, I'm, I'm torn on what I'm going to tell my kids. Like, I, I don't think college is the answer for everybody. Um I think if, like if there's a path of career, like you said, like you could have self-taught graphic design mm-hmm. and you go to school for it.
1: Um, At that time, you know, access to the software and you know, the cost of the equipment was sure. more, expensive. more expensive then. But nowadays, but nowadays, you know, everything's
0: on your phone. You can do graphic design on your phone pretty much. Yeah.
1: Um,
0: yeah, I'm just not sold on college. Uh, I think they've gotten stupid expensive, and that's going to have to correct big time. Uh, I also don't think you have to go to the big universities like. The community college is perfectly fine, especially for yeah. the first two years. I mean, no
1: one cares where you went in the first two years. I saw a headline the other day where it's like, for Harvard, you know, completely online, still like 50K a semester or something. It's like...
0: My brother's in University of Maryland right now and the cost of it is re- just dumb. Stupid expensive. Yeah. And they're not even allowed in class right now, so he's still they're still having to pay full tuition of a in you know in classroom student, but it's online, so they don't even have the online discount or anything like that. Yeah, like they're just raking people over the coals, the colleges, and yeah. um, I, I, I'm I'm obviously just afraid. Now if my kid wants to be a doctor, or engineer, or, or like said a vet, something like that, and you can't have to go through that. But you know, yeah. want to be in the business world or an artist or um, you know, let them go have fun and do it that way. Shoot, there's kids making. Fun Big money, even just okay money, the lesser popular people playing video
1: games online. Yeah. There's 13 year old YouTubers making millions. Yeah. And it's such a real career now. Yeah. Where that stuff just didn't exist when. And know, there's 15 year old graphic designers, you yeah. know, doing probably better than me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they
0: do good work. Yeah. Like, so it's. And I like that because it's kind of coming more about talent and skill um, and doing more like what you like than, um, you know,. Do college, get the degree, sit in the office in the AC in a white-collar environment where everyone's yeah. kind of pushing their kids for a long time, um, and gosh, that would make me miserable. I couldn't imagine, like, just not my personality. I yeah, couldn't, I couldn't sit around, like, I'm too,
1: first of all, I'm too ADD. <laughs> I'm yeah, too, I'm, a, I'm at the college in the morning, and we're not, we're not busy right now because those certifications are... You know, just a small handful a day. Mm-hmm. So you know, I'm only there four hours, but it's the longest four hours of the day. Yeah. But I, I can go home, throw on Netflix, burn through projects, have a you know, right. Wear shorts or pajamas and yeah. Just sit there and work, and it's so much better than being locked, you know, locked into a chair.
0: Yeah. And I just think, and you know, a lot of people have poor relationships with their parents, and I think part of it's because their parents are forcing them you know from a young age to go down a certain path that the kid just didn't yeah. want to do and they were forced to do it and there's kind of that resentment a little bit of you made me become this. You made me go this route and now I have you know, student loans over my head or a job I hate. and you know, Every day of my life I just is miserable because I'm in this stupid career field that I
1: never wanted to be in in the first place. I um, was in food service for 15 years, if I can not go back that would be great. <laughs> I enjoyed my time in, yeah. uh,
0: in the restaurant world. So, I mean, I was in high school and college. Um, I almost feel like everyone should be in food service a little bit. Oh, yeah. Like, just for, even if it's a short amount of time, like, gives you such appreciation of people and how they act and, and A, what it takes to, to keep a restaurant going. Uh, it's so interesting, the people that don't, have never worked in a restaurant and their they're thought of what it's like on the back end. Have you ever seen that movie, uh, Waiting?
1: No. And uh, oh Ryan Reynolds, right? Or um,
0: yeah, yeah, I think it was. Yeah,
1: I've heard about. it I haven't seen it. Um, if you've worked in a restaurant before, it's so <laughs>
0: funny. I mean, it's kind of a, a comedic look at it, but it's spot on. <laughs> it's spot on.
1: Um, all right, what else we got? Well, I, I can interview for a, bit, a yeah, little bit yeah. since this is a, a split thing. I'm gonna move my phone so it doesn't sure. overheat.
0: Mine was overheating; just gave me a warning.
1: All right. So with your creativity, we kind of get behind, you know, what what's going on with your projects and stuff like that. So sure. this 100, 100% Dad, mm-hmm. you're a touring podcasting show. To, is there other hosts? You know, what, what, what's the setup of it?
0: Uh, so we're touring during COVID, which means we're, there's basically very little we can do. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, we were hoping to be cleared up by now. <laughs> uh, but the goal was um, to go from city to city, town to town, um, and meet a bunch of new dads and get different perspectives on, on being a father and um, you know the way different different cultures and different families um, raise their kids and how they act and, and um, uh, just the whole life experience um, It's so it's a little bit different now, a little harder to find dads Yeah, <laughs> uh, we could do them more digital and online like we could have the um we were talking about the programs earlier you could do the skype yeah, Skype, yeah. but honestly we've been camping in pretty remote places because of covid we thought we'd be alone uh that we just haven't had the cell signal on the internet (laughs) and wi-fi and that's been kind of a killer on that so we've had to kind of try and find them a person or go into a town and make it happen so it's it's been a it's been a difficult start to it uh but the whole premise of the podcast is um, interviews with dads. It's uh, just getting different perspectives and different experiences and uh, and sharing them with the world. Because we all kind of have that, that unique take on life and different perspectives. And um, I, I personally like hearing them. And I feel like it makes me a better father to have those different experiences. Uh, and so that's what we're doing. And at the same time we're doing that podcast, we're also... Uh, putting out bite-sized pieces of content that I feel are important to uh, fatherhood, and that's, those are going out on Instagram and Facebook and uh, YouTube and whatever other platforms there are. But I just can't think right now. Twitter.
1: How, how did you find me? Because you, you slid into my DMs of, of sorts. Yeah, the <laughs> sneaky and ninja, ninja style. Um, I was
0: probably just searching. Um, the best and most influential people in Salt Lake City, and you were probably the number one search, and I, I reached out and... Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, I, I would have searched something with uh, Salt Lake City, um, podcasts, okay. things like that, <laughs> and I, I think I reached out to four or five people um, uh, that I felt like fit, you know, were, were either yeah. in the dad space or family space or something like that.
1: Um, Did you connect with them? Or are you gonna try to talk to any of those others that you were... I'd love to.
0: I just got to hear back from them. Yeah. i <laughs> just curious. So I got one out of five here. So what's that, <laughs> okay. 20%? Uh, and this was my first city doing that. Because okay. it's, it's, it's been se- eight, wow, seven or eight weeks since we've been near a big city. Actually, I don't even think we've been near a big city. So we've been in like remote parts of Colorado. We were in um, 11 Mile State Park, which is like an hour outside Colorado Springs. Uh, we were in Navajo, which is like an hour outside Durango. Durango is a small town.
1: Yeah, um, we we went there last year. Did river rafting yeah, and so the train. Yeah. yeah, we didn't do the train
0: because uh, I think they said it was like an eight-hour train.
1: Um, Maybe they had shorter ones. Well, we went went all the way up. Spent like some time at the town up there. Okay, we had lunch and checked out a few of the How shops. Long did it was it, it was a good chunk of the day. Yeah, yeah. We have a four-year-old, so that yeah. kind of sitting
0: still is not always yeah. appealing for him. <laughs> um, <clears throat> So, uh, then we went to Rifle, which is a small town in in northern Colorado, northwestern Colorado, Uh, and then we just went to Moab, uh, and we were boondocking out there, so we were in the middle of nowhere Moab. I mean, we got some great drone footage. Oh, (laughs) nice. I mean, we didn't have a neighbor within, you know, 500 yards. Uh, Yeah. So. I'm hoping now, I was hoping COVID was starting to thaw a little bit, so that's when we kind of reached out about a week or two ago to Salt Lake City people. We knew we were coming to Salt Lake City. Um, uh, But yeah, now it's starting to kind of rear (laughs) its head. So we we do need to find ads. Um, I'd like to continue to do it. If we have to do it remote, we'll do it remote, and I'll just, I'll get better at finding internet and maybe staying stable for a day or two to do these interviews um, remotely. but yes, yeah, so it's been a little bit of a struggle so far, but um, not exactly the way we intended when we planned it at the end of last year. Yeah. Before pre-COVID. <laughs> we was going to have this great thing. We we're going to maybe do like events and, and gatherings and, you know, talk at churches and, um, you know, try and, you know, work with the local news and things like that. But yeah, uh, everything's kind of... Uh,
1: Selling. Come yeah. meet a stranger and, you know, <laughs> and, and talk to him. Yeah. For half an hour, does not yeah. really sell in this? Yeah, no. Now,
0: now you go walking down the street and people cross the street to avoid being within six feet near of you and, you know, yeah. everyone's <laughs> avoiding eye contact. And, um, so, yeah, it, it makes that, uh, that person-to-person interaction a little tougher. But we'll yeah. get through it.
1: We'll find a way. So, um, what other, so you've been traveling. What other effects have you seen COVID affecting your your living situation, not seeing people, having trouble with the the podcast. What other um, issues have you been having?
0: Um, interactions with people, honestly, are most awkward. Um, you know, my kids are really social kids. Um, uh, I'm social when I'm like when I'm on and I want to be social. Yeah. Um, otherwise, I'm actually more of an in, uh, oh,
1: I'm, I'm an introvert yeah. too. So well, like, me having a podcast is like a big strange thing see, for me. See, when I do
0: a podcast or like um, I've led, like I used to be the president of YPO and things like that. Um, like when I'm in that moment, I, I I like it and I like being on stage and like giving talks and things like that. Um, but when I'm out, like eating with my family, I'm more reserved. Um, so like yeah. when I know I'm on, it's almost as it's almost like a performance. Then then I'm on. Yeah. Um, But like at the campgrounds and things like that, I'm usually more reserved unless someone's come up to me and started talking and things like that. And obviously that's not happening as much. We get a few people. um, The people who are less concerned about COVID, um, you know, they'll still come over and talk and um, those kids will play and everything like that. Um, And honestly, at campgrounds, um, if you're super concerned about COVID, you're probably not going to a campground. um, Versus uh, if you are there, you're probably a little less concerned about it. Yeah. Um, So I think that's been the, the, the strangest things. It's just interacting with people is, is such a different experience now.
1: Yeah, um, and then
0: finding places that are open. Yeah. <laughs> all, all,
1: all, all the museums are closed. Um, uh, we yeah. just
0: went to the planetarium today and they're doing a good job spacing everybody out. And yeah,
1: and it took them a while to open back up. I think they just did. Yeah, it was yeah.
0: like a week or so they ago. have a
1: great planetarium.
0: Yeah, it's its really cool. It, it, I really enjoyed it and it's free. It just blew my mind. I thought we were going to pay like 30 bucks a person. Yeah, to go it, in Yeah,
1: it's the shows that the, you know, yeah, the we movies. paid to go to the IMAX and do that, um,
0: but yeah, it's, it, it was a really cool place. Uh, but yeah, a lot of museums are closed, so a lot of like, the learning experiences we wanted to do with our kids, because we've been homeschooling for years, so like, that adjustment um, we didn't have because we were already doing it, but we really you know expected to be going to museums and like the local treasures and things like that and experiencing them, then kind of like teaching and reteaching and you know when you touch something feel it, and see it yeah you kind of learn and absorb it a little bit better than if you read it in a book um, uh, and so we've had to kind of skip a lot of that just because they're not open um, which is kind of a bummer you know necessity but yeah bummer
1: yeah we've got um, our natural history museum I'm not sure if it's opened back up no yeah, that's that's an amazing place. It's really
0: thanks for rubbing it in.
1: <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> when you when you come back through at some point, maybe. So we're on a two, so we're on a two year tour. Okay, um, so I don't think we're coming back through. Okay. Uh,
0: this country is so big um, and it's really cool. So I know Florida and the I ninety five corridor to Maryland because so I was born in Maryland and then grew up in Florida. Um, so I know that I-95 corridor, and that's really my knowledge of this country. Yeah. And now that we're going off and exploring, um, I've just never seen geography like this or size like this. Like Kansas Plains were awesome to me. I know everyone says they're boring to drive through. I was like getting, <laughs> seeing all that farmland where like the country's food's grown and like how flat and vast it is. Um, you know, the Moab was like amazing. Colorado has been. What does
1: creativity mean to you?
0: <sighs> The ability to, to come up with things from scratch in your head <laughs> that's, that's kind of what it is to me yeah um, that artistic skill, that talent that be able to get on stage and just wing it and or create a play, write a movie, grab a piece of paper and make something not even pretty just make something yeah um, that you know you appreciate and I like I so lack those artistic skills um, and that like that future vision for something like I see a white piece of paper and I see a white piece of paper. Yeah. You know, someone like you probably sees that white piece of paper sees endless opportunities on what that canvas can become. Um, So I guess in the traditional sense and what I normally think of creativity, I'm probably the least creative person I've ever met Uh, as far as like design and color choices and you would never hire me to decorate your house (laughs) uh, or, or, you know, pick out your outfit or I I, I can't draw. I just don't have that talent. Um, And movie editing and things like that. I have such real respect for people that can that can plan that out and 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 make that happen, because uh, I do it by accident. I mean, I I just I I set up a camera and sometimes it comes out. And I'm like, wow, that was almost like a, I intended it. That. Yeah, it's, just, it's a lot of it's just yeah. luck, luck um, and happy and, accidents. And learning yeah, the talent yeah, a little bit learning the skill, um, but it's not a natural thing for me. But at the same time, on my creativity, you know if we're using that same definition, I'm really good at building businesses in unique ways and finding the niches within them Oh yeah, then
1: you are creative. Uh, yes, but in that <laughs> statement.
0: <laughs> but, you know, like I said, <laughs> creating the logos for those businesses, forget about it. Give me a call. <laughs> yeah, now, now I know. <laughs> um, you know, flyers, things like that. Like, if I made a flyer, it would look like a 1942 flyer. I mean, it really would. Uh, and I could hand that to someone like you and say hey this is like what I want to say can you make it look like it's the year 2020 and just awesome and stand out and like
1: the movie of your life who would you want to play you well, ideally it'd be myself um,
0: but if I had to pay so on this tour we've had three people because we're driving this big bus not big bus uh, big rig we pull a fifth wheel and it's fully wrapped have you seen it yeah I saw pictures of yeah. it online yeah so it's it's not understated <laughs> at all um, and so it has all of our contact so I get messages while we're driving Um, I'll check them while we're driving but when we get back there and so I've been told three actors that I look like so the first one the guy wrote by you look like Seth Rogen driving that truck they can only see me from the head up yeah Like, well not the worst thing in the world yeah Tom Cruise would have been better (laughs) Uh, so Seth Rogen uh, I got a Sheamus he's a wrestler on the WWE he's super pale redheaded muscular so I'm, I I can go for that I mean yeah I, I don't like other redheads as a rule <laughs> I just I never have um and who else was I and then we were rafting in Durango at mild De wild and the tour guide thought I was the guy from uh, the movie The Sniper oh seen that movie Bradley Cooper who was the actor
1: yeah yeah I I'm
0: Because like, I guess I had my beard, and I had, you know, the, the stuff on, and uh it
1: Bearded up in that, I can see that. Yeah.
0: So I was like, Bradley Cooper, I'll take it. I mean, I figured he was gonna say Zach Galifianakis or something. Yeah. <laughs> I could definitely do Bradley Cooper. Yeah. I'll, I'll... <laughs> so, so, but yeah, maybe, so, maybe Bradley Cooper could play me. Um, I don't know, can you even think of, who, who do I look like to you?
1: Um, on Game of Thrones, there's this big, burly, red-headed guy. That, that was my first initial thought, but like Bradley Cooper when he's all bearded out, I, I, I totally see it and so I don't know don't know what to ask what you got planned because it could change We got and, everything yeah. <laughs> we want to see all the you know
0: We want to see all the states and all yeah. like the, the the cool things um, and meet a lot of people and um, you know We're we're taking suggestions and um, Places where we should definitely check out and you know, we're definitely factoring those in uh, We want to meet some dads so if there's dads around or you know that want to talk you know the, the criteria is you know, you gotta be a dad. That really helps on the dad podcast. And uh you gotta be willing to talk about it, because we yeah. do. I, I do like to kind of press into um, maybe things you, you wouldn't want to talk about, because that, I, I think, will appeal to some people that are struggling with those things. Yeah, so, you know, especially like when it comes to, you know, maybe infidelity or divorce or, you know, drug struggles, alcohol struggles, you know, death of a child, things like that. That's something um, I've always, I just feel like someone out there might be struggling with that, like, really hard and like this might be the thing that helps them kind of cope a little bit even if it's just a little yeah um, so I'd like to get instead of the, like the normal you know here are the 30 questions I want to ask and and you know everyone's kind of got roughly about the same answer and because I would get it's just not helping anybody
1: yeah Yeah. to re- I guess I'll recap what I kind of shared just communicate with your spouse with your kids be open to them you know asking you questions and let them know that yeah, I, I think communication. That because a lot of parents, you know, they're doing their own things and the, having to take care of their kids seems like something they have to do when yeah. something comes up. You the, know,
0: the, there's a few I've met where um, they're almost not parenting. Yeah, yeah, you know, they're almost. They have this thing that this, the person that lives with them and yeah, and that's really about it. Um, you know, they don't see them a lot and they're you know doing their own things and uh, yeah, parenting. I, f- I feel like the more sincere you are and genuine, the better parent you become. The more exactly. like, well, you know, almost authentic with your child of who you are. Um, and when you don't know an answer to a question, you're not BSing it. And you're not, you know, almost putting on a front for being this like all powerful man dad and, and you know, should have played in the NFL, but blew out my knee and um, I know everything kind of personality and, and just, cause I feel like that works a little bit when kids are younger. And then at a certain point they realize yeah, mom and dad are just full of shit. Yeah. And then, then they stu- then they go to question <laughs> everything you've ever taught them. And I think just being more genuine and sincere and, and honest for who you are, regardless of who you are, is a, mo- a more powerful and impactful approach.
1: And, and sometimes you have to go, do as I say, not as I do. <laughs> yeah. Because I'm an adult. I have a different set of rules. But this is something I learned. Yeah, I don't yeah. want this path for you. <laughs> yeah. And
0: like I'm, I'm kind of stuck in it. Um, and I'm trying to get out it's, just, it's got a grip on me but I don't want you going down that path and okay. I think those are real talk sessions
1: you have and with my kid being so much like me I think that's why I'm a, very much that way with him it's like don't do this you know yeah. type of stuff yeah
0: yeah and they, they you know the explaining your why I think is
1: oh yeah explaining helpful. why you know you do
0: that um, do as I say not as I do too much and like I said I think at a certain point they start to say Oops. Okay, I mean they're gonna be out to at a certain point, Yeah, yeah. you have to, um, especially certain personalities like me. Um, <laughs> like you just end up doing the opposite of everything, but I think the explaining, taking the time to explain the why, uh, like why you feel that way, why you want this for them, um, I think that becomes such a, uh, an important tool for their understanding um, and comprehension of it yeah. uh, and the intent behind what you say, I just think that becomes really effective
1: and be thoughtful of others, but don't let your life depend on what other people think. Oh my gosh!
0: I, so we—I was talking about this on another on a podcast. The amount—it was a teacher. So the amount of anxiety um, and, and kids suicide right now is just insane yeah. because we're in that culture and environment of everyone's on their phone, everyone's posting their best picture and posting like their best version, and a lot of it's fake. Um, and like, they're always on display. There's just so much anxiety in their life because they care about how many likes they get and shares and they care about the comment section. Um, and I, I'm blessed that I never cared yeah. too deeply. <laughs> like, I was I, I, I was I was always under the impression that if you didn't think like me, you're just wrong. Uh, which is, I think, the entrepreneurial side of me, why I have to go like work for myself. Yeah. Because I can't have a boss because I'm right. You're wrong. Yeah. And so I think that helped me with not having that care for other people's opinions. And I just, I don't know how to actually ingrain that into somebody. Because um, it's something, my, my oldest son, um, <clears throat> he has a little bit of like OCD, and so he really does kind of care about what people think. And so, you know, we talk about it over and over and over again. And it's probably just me a lifetime of that, of just constantly repeating the same thing in a sense. Yeah. It may be in different ways. Um, but yeah, if you can get through life not caring about what other people think, uh, to an extent, you know, obviously you don't want to dress up, you know, never wear clothes and never shower I like care people think like, you know, how you smell and, and certain things in life And you know you have to kind of fit a certain mold sometimes yeah. to get a job and, and um, to be accepted by society but you know be who you are and um, Don't let other people's opinions crush you Because yeah. that's just no way to live in and the amount of suicides and the amount of anxiety and uh, antidepressants being prescribed to teenagers,
1: and yeah, hearing it's about eight, nine, hug. ten-year-olds committing suicide. Yeah. It's like, because of all, because they care about what their what their friends
0: or their enemies or their peers think. Yeah, and I just I I really wish in those situations the parents were all over them saying, who cares about what they think? Like they're irrelevant. None of this matters in a few years. It's just they're just stupid kids. And at the same time. Uh, I think having that strong family bond, I, I, I strongly believe in like that you know that almost Mormon philosophy of that strong family unit, mom dad at home, and yeah. and you know very loving environment. Because even if you are getting the crap beat out of you at school, and made fun of at school, which I was, because I was a pudgy redhead um, with a funny name, and uh, I was a stepchild, uh, so I got made fun of like a lot. <laughs> um, Redheaded uh,
1: stepchild, I've been there.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, but when you have that like really loving environment at home, yeah. it's like that stuff doesn't matter as much versus when there's dysfunction at home. home and and that, yeah. At home. I mean, you just don't have that like that safe space. And I just and, and for parents to be able to build that safe space and just the kid has no matter who he is or how weird he is or his quirks or whatever, like he's 100 percent loved and accepted at home. Um, I think that makes a, a massive, massive difference. And then on top of that, being told, you know, some kids will come naturally too, but other kids is, like I said, my son, he really cares what other people's opinions are. And <laughs> we're working on that. I mean, we're working yeah. on it. It doesn't matter what that 12 year old thinks of you. One, we're yeah. never going to see him again. <laughs> Two, like, uh, it's, 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 I'm big
1: into that. And if they don't like you, that's their problem. Yeah.
0: Like, you're a good person, right? Yeah. You have good intent. That's all that matters. That's all that matters. And if everyone thinks you're wrong, you're doing things wrong, but your intent is good and your heart's in the right place and you're you know, you're living a good life, then fine, the rest of the world's wrong. Yep. Just you know, stay true to who you are. <laughs> now, if you know you you know, you're living more of an evil life and doing things are you know, that'd be weird. You know, don't go on a murdering screen and just feel like you're right. It's probably yeah, keep not great. Murder advice. down to
1: murder minimum. Minimum, yeah. <laughs> Anything else? That that's all I got. We call it a wrap. I, you can find it on the Utah Podcast Network. It's a network of um, a bunch of Utah podcasts. Um, we've got two or three that are are fairly active right now, but we've got a big roster. We've been doing uh, the network's been around about four years, okay, approaching five years. Um, my show's been on there most of the time. It's called Your Creativity. Creativity is spelled with an eight instead of the a. It started as an eight question blog. Okay. So that's how I build in the legacy into the name Cool, and interview creatives, um, comedians, actors, filmmakers, fellow podcasters, uh, performers, drag queens, exotic dancers. <laughs> Do you have those in Utah? Yeah.
0: <laughs> I appreciate it. And of course, 100% Dad. Uh, you know, find it at 100dad.com. Uh, what was what? Was Utah? Utah?
1: Podcast Network com, .com. Okay, and And that's where you're hosted? Yeah, and at your creativity on all the social. Great.
0: Yeah, 100Dad on almost all the socials and 100Dad.com. That was it. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. The podcast is done, man. (laughs)